Yeah, you know what's going on? Uh, this cable that I found is not nearly as, as long as the cable that I broke. Oh, so it's tight. So I, well, no, so I, like, I have to sit right up on it, and it's, like, on my little, like, wire dresser. So I'm, like, bumping around these, these wires a lot. And yeah, I would avoid that. It's very I'm spooky. To. I'm trying. I'm really trying to. I have my legs are really spread out so that I don't touch anything. Like doing a straddle here. Yeah. Well, maybe this can just be the spooky episode. Then there's lots of like ominous creaking and banging. Great. I'm going to do some foley. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one. What do you think? That's pretty good. Here, I'm going to do uh, some spooky wind. Ready? Okay. Did that sound like that anything? was that was really spooky actually. Oh really? Good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna do a an owl. Okay. Woo, woo. That was less spooky. <laughs> well, what's a spooky noise? Oh, maybe a door creaking. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I didn't love that. That was bad. My glasses bumped the uh the microphone the stand. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what about me taking a sip of water? Yeah, go for it. That was the spookiest one yet. <laughs> Gonna have a lot of fun. Gonna hit a hum run. And the littlest league possible. In the littlest league possible. Welcome back to Tater Tots for another week. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. And this is episode nine. Uh, where we, we're going to discuss Jake Arietta, who is the, the starting pitcher for the Philadelphia Philadelphias. Yeah, uh, weirder episode this week. When we started the podcast, um, we kind of had this idea that we were less interested in uh, kind of top prospects or starting pitchers, um, you know, people who have higher profiles. We wanted to dig in on those you know, the Rosal Herreras of the world who you might not otherwise hear of. And this is an exception to that rule because Jake Arrieta is one of the most famous and successful baseball players that there is. Yeah, I think that, I think that, I think we make an exception for pitchers. Um, yeah, I don't know if we've I've, held to that rule particularly, but Jake Arrieta is mean? a starting pitcher. And not only is he a starting pitcher, he's a starting pitcher who has had quite a bit of success in his career at hitting. Sure. Yeah, but you know, I, it's hard to pass up with a name when a name when a name like Jake Arrieta pops on, up on that list. You can't not talk about him. Yeah, we kind of so... we built the season order around some tent poles, yeah. um, like we built in some peaks and valleys. And Jake Arrieta, I think, is one of those peaks. So we kind of expect people to flock to this episode. This is this is going to be, you know, a spike, and then we'll go back to. We'll go back to our our traditional Some mediocrity. Dead. Yeah, I and it better it better spike too because if it doesn't if it doesn't then we're gonna come after all of you, um and and, and we're gonna get down on our knees and and beg you to listen. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the direction that I uh, expected to go in, but I liked it. Yeah, it was a little bit um on the on the sad side, which I mean I think that's our brand. At this point, yeah, we're not very... I mean, you have threatened two baseball players to fight on the air. Yeah, but one of them was just more out of obligation than anything. Right. Uh, I like Jake Arrieta. I like to talk about him because I think that he has had, like, a... I don't know. The he, the home run that we're going to talk about was against the Giants that has some, like, significant Giants moments in it today, which I think is fun. Yes. Um, and it has and a little bit of history, too. Yeah, there's some terrible uh, history that Jake Arrieta has with the Pirates. Um where I truly despised him for a time. Uh, but I think I'm over that now. I think that I, I like him okay. I, I I have mixed feelings on Jake Arrieta um, as a person. Um, he's I admire his body of work and his physical body. His physical body. Yeah, more than the other thing. More than maybe any other baseball player, I admire his physical body because he is just so built. Um, yeah. But... Uh, his personality sometimes rubs me the wrong way. Is he kind of a creep? I don't think that he's kind of a creep, but he seems like kind of a, an angry person. I mean, two oh. things about, like, every time I hear him talk, he seems upset. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other thing... That's just because he has a high standard. He just wants to win. I think that's true, and I think that's true of most baseball players. Yeah. Um, 
The other thing is that the only evidence I have for this is one tweet, but I feel like he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> Which tweet? So after the election, he said something like, um, I didn't put this in the show notes, um, but he said, he tweeted like, well, everybody who said they were going to leave the country better leave the country now. You promised. Got to go. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> Isn't that a bit of a weird thing to say? Uh, it's a little weird. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'd also like to see the tweet. Well, let's, uh, let's find the tweet here. Let's, uh, where's that girl from Ipanema? She's in Ipanema. Oh, so she's not here today? Yeah, no, she's on vacation. Then we're just going to keep all this silence in the episode. My mom complained to me about, um, all the Googling that happens on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> That's also my least favorite thing about this <laughs> podcast. It's my dad's favorite thing about the podcast. All right, so uh, uh, Jake Arrieta tweets on uh, November 9th, 2016, time for Hollywood to pony up and head for the border. Hashtag I'll help you pack. Hashtag beat it. What a weird tweet. I find it a little bit strange. Do you think that Jake Arrieta is like a Kurt Schilling? Do you think he's going to turn into Kurt Schilling I, like crazy? I don't think he'll turn into Kurt Schilling because... Like, Kurt Schilling is like Alex Jones out there. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if when he retires, he took it a little bit further. I'm reading the rest of his tweets now. He's probably not going to have anything else controversial. I haven't heard of anything else he's done controversial, which is why I said my evidence for this was one tweet. It's not yeah. like Trevor Bauer, whom we have a cavalcade of evidence for. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we, we to we're going to talk about him. Yeah, unfortunately we are. Let's get to the Tatsdo first. Um there's not much this week. There's really not. Uh, I, I, I'm I a little bit excited about um, J.D. Davis to the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about J.D. Davis, I should say. I, I, I don't think that – I think that it's rare that anyone thrives on the Mets, unfortunately. Hey, this is a brand-new Mets under Brody Van Wagenen. Sure. So maybe this is the year that uh, J.D. Davis does uh, great again. I mean, he's been pretty yeah. good. And maybe additionally, this is the year that the Mets are good. It's not like they went to the World Series like three years ago. They've only eternally struggled, as every Mets fan will have you know. It really feels like they have, even though I know for a fact that they've been in the World Series recently. Yeah. They very much struggle. Uh, J.G. Davis, though, um, he I, I think he had kind of a small sample in Houston. Uh, yeah, he had, I believe, 46 plate appearances. Not very many. But in Fresno last season... Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit 342, 406, 583, 17 homers, 25 doubles, 377 plate appearances. I Googled that ahead of time. You did, and you did a great job at explaining those numbers, too. And I'll tell you what about those uh, exceptional numbers. Very, very really, good. Really, really good. Very good. Yeah, it's exciting. Mean, I hope that he gets a shot. Uh, I don't. It seems like the Mets have kind of a lot going on in the infield right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a pitcher, too, so. <laughs> Maybe he can put that together. I mean, I would argue that he's going to be substantially better than Shohei Otani. Oh, wow. uh, (laughs) That's a bold prediction. Yeah, this is my uh, uh, tot take. Great. I mean, we'll we'll see how it plays out in 2019. Can I walk this take back? Nope. Okay. Uh, Well, hold on. Actually, let me me qualify this take because Shohei Otani's out with Tommy John surgery. I'm okay. going to predict that J.D. Davis has a higher war than Shohei Otani in 2019. Okay. Not I mean, uh, for the rest of his career. Just for right. next year I- when Shohei Otani will be out for most of it. <laughs> that sounds like a safe bet. Okay, great. That's my unless, very spicy tot take. Unless J.D. Davis doesn't get any playing time. Which could very well happen. It very well might happen. They got uh, Robinson Cano recently. They got a lot of infielders that need playing time. I'm going to take my uh, take back. You're taking your take back? Yeah, I'm taking my take. No, take. there's no take take backs. I could take take take. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, great. Uh, the Orioles agreed to terms on a minor league deal with Carlos Perez, uh, which is exciting. Carlos Perez didn't play too much with the Rangers last year. Uh, And he probably won't play too much with the Orioles this year. Yes, but Uh, consider much like the Marlins. Orioles? uh, Love tater tots. Bad, bad, very, very bad team. I suspect that the... Here's my next hot take. Uh, Orioles going to lose 108 games. I love that. 
I think that what if okay I, I'm, there's one more uh, tot stove and, and I'd like you to have to have a tot take for every take yeah are you ready yeah uh, Brandon, this is not actually, it's just a rumor at this point. And it's but, a rumor uh, we've covered before, so. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it's reignited. It's worth talking yeah, about, yeah. I think, because we need our top takes. I agree. Uh, 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 the, the, the Giants have yet again been connected with the Brewers uh, in regards to a trade for Madison Bumgarner uh, and, and our favorite, uh, so far our favorite pitch and tater tot, Brandon Woodruff's name, uh, came up in the conversation. So, uh, what do you think, Brandon Woodruff for Madison Bumgarner? What's my tot take on this situation? Yeah, please. My tot take is as follows: um, that trade will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it, folks. We got spicy, burning hot takes. Can you um, do yeah. an impression of like an angry um, ESPN or MLB Network sports guy? You're asking if I can do an impression. Yeah, of just him? do an impression of like an uh, a sports guy who's always yelling. Uh, yeah, no. What would like Jim Rome have to say about the Giants? Must be off their rocker. They don't want to keep Madison Bumgarner in the rotation. They'd rather have little Brandon Woodruff. I think <laughs> that was so good. I'm 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 re- still recovering from that wonderful impression of Jim Rome. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a terrible culture. I hate it. I don't. I wish. You know, I was the ESPN tends to be on at like one in the afternoon when I go to get a hoagie, uh, and I noticed that they they tend to like they're starting to cover like more news, like as it like t- like ties into the sports national world, which news. I think is kind of interesting, right? Yeah, right. Sports and politics are becoming more connected. That makes sense to me. I like that they're not shying away from it. Um, that's interesting. And I appreciate that. J- I appreciate that Jim Room doesn't have uh, time on the air anymore. I did not like that man when he was on TV. Is that why you do kind of a nerdy voice for him? Was that nerdy? It was a little bit nerdy. Okay. I'm going to do well, my impression of your impression of Jim Rome. Sounds good. Whoa, I'm a big baby who covers sports. <laughs> Funnily enough, that is how I feel about Jim Rome. So. Yeah. You think Maybe he's literally a big baby. They have to take his pacifier a- out before he goes on the air. Yeah, they have to change his diaper at every commercial break. Yeah, which is astounding. He keeps <laughs> filling his diaper. That's a lot of volume. I mean, he's, he's he's biologically, he's a grown adult man. Yeah, but he just keeps taking in food. Yeah, like a baby. Right. And then pooping it yep. into his diaper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, here's what my favorite tot take uh, of yours today was. Right. This is a new segment. Wherein I, I, like, I have a tot take for every tot stove, and then Tim uh, picks his favorite of my tot takes. We just made this up on the fly. That's how good we are at segments. Great improv. Um, I like the Orioles to lose 108 games this season. Yeah, you noted how much you liked that. I do think <laughs> yeah. the Orioles will be very bad. I'm going to go see them play uh, this summer. I, I'd like to go down to Baltimore. i never met a stadium before. Oh, that'll, that'll uh, be fun. I mean, yeah, go see so, them against a good team. Oh, that's a good point. Who are you going to see them against? I don't know. I haven't looked at... I don't even... I, the schedules are out, but I have not looked at them yet. Mm. I haven't made any plans yet, but I just know that that's one of my goals for the summer. To, is go, to go to, to Baltimore. Baltimore and one other stadium that I haven't decided on yet. I've never been to Baltimore either. I've been to Baltimore a few times. I've just never been to the baseball field. Oh, well, I apologize. I've never been to the baseball field nor the city. I accept your apology. Thank you. Um, I have also never been to Nationals Park. I've been there. Uh, let me think. Have I been to Citizens Bank Park? That's the Philly Stadium, right? It is. Yeah, I don't know that I've actually been there. I've been there, too. Yeah, I, I've been to all that many baseball stadiums, come to think of it. I've been, I've been to several. Yeah, you've uh, definitely been to more than I have. I think part of that is that there's a higher concentration on the East Coast, so you had a built-in advantage growing up. Oh, I had not been to a baseball stadium outside of Pittsburgh before I was probably like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I don't know. You're right that like it's easier to make the effort, but I've only started making the effort very recently. It helped that New York had two baseball teams. I've been to both of those stadiums. Yeah. 
I've been to uh, what is now called Oracle Park. Yep. I've been to the Oakland Coliseum. I'd like to go there. I've been to both New York stadiums. You came to PNC Park with me once. Yeah, I've been to PNC Park. That might be it. Well, I got to go to Baltimore and I don't know. I, the problem with the the other problem with the East Coast is that once you do them, then it's like you got to go somewhere far away now. Um you can keep kind of gradually expanding outwards though. You can go to Cleveland. Yeah, the next closest one is probably like in that t- uh tier. Like yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland Detroit, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um and Plus then after that, too. I think it's really far. You can go to Atlanta. Florida, those are both pretty those far Florida away. Ones. Yeah, tough ones. Can you believe I uh, I never went to the Trop? I lived in the Tampa Bay, but I was inside the bay. <clears throat> I lived inside the water of the bay. Um, I was treading water for like four months. Where the watermelons grow? Yeah, as the song goes, in Tampa Bay, where the watermelons grow. Where the watermelons grow. Yeah, you know. Back to my home, I will not go because it was very difficult to tread water for that long, and I'm glad that I live in a house now. <laughs> <laughs> you're moving on up yeah uh but uh, uh yeah i i guess i have to because i was at sea level or slightly below it my center of gravity was below sea level yeah so there's really only one way to go no i mean i guess i could go to death valley something like that would you want to it's hot no no none at all no. why would anybody want to i, I it's kind of interesting i've been there there's a lot of sand, and I even found it some tiny specks of gold. Oh. I think. <laughs> now, I, I realize now that perhaps an adult was lying to me. Yeah, they'll do that. You know, that's the thing about adults. Is that they love um, to lie? One of my coworkers took her... I mean, I can identify her... with that. Yeah. One of, her, one of my coworkers took her, like, infant children to sit on Santa's lap. Yeah. Um, And the older of the two, who's only, like, a year old still, or something like that... Um, she cried on Santa's lap, like really. She was like, she hated him. Like she did not want to be around him. Yeah, I was also I very was like, afraid of doing that. I said, okay, well, like if she hates him so much, why don't you just like not deal with, like not go through the motions and just be like, listen, this guy is not real. Like that's fake. And she was like, no, I don't want to like ruin that. But yeah, I've also been struggling with that very thing. I've been thinking about that. There's a certain member of my family, I won't say who, who works as Santa over the holidays. Um, and I remember how afraid I was of Santa. Like, I have a very vague recollection of it because I was a tiny baby. But why, 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 why is it so important um, to, to put, put the kids on the lap of Santa? Like, why do we want this so bad that we're willing to push know. through these horrible tantrums? It's miserable. And, like, if, if the tantrums are there, why not just be like, hey, listen, none of this is real. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, because of the lying to children. Now I see where you were coming from. Yeah, see? Right, right, right. No, I think it's important to lie to children about Santa Claus. That way um, you can convince them more easily to believe in God later. Hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> hmm. This is my tot take number four. <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. All right. <laughs> Let's let's start with uh, uh, Williams. Yeah, uh, Williams Estadio made waves this week. He's been making waves for the whole year. Maybe one of the most famous players in baseball at this point. Weirdly, you know, it's funny that uh, the article that you linked to in the first sentence refers to him as a cult hero. Yeah, but this is the kind of baseball player that I feel like baseball fans just love. Like, yeah, without without fail. Uh, and the fact that he's compared to like Adrian Beltre here is a good like indicator of like this is the type of baseball player that Williams Estudio is going to be uh which is just like fun I don't know I don't really know how else to put it yeah he's fun I mean he's, there are several things about Williams Estudio and uh the first thing is the thing that got him noticed which is that he's never struck out before um his strikeout rate is the lowest of anyone's <laughs> Um, and he used to never strike out, never hit a home run, um, and never walk. Like he was a no true outcomes guy. But recently as he's made the majors, he started hitting a lot of dingers, which has made him all of a sudden a pretty valuable player. 
Um, yeah. The other thing, two other things about him. One, he keeps making like jiffable viral moments. He did that no look pickoff to first base. There's that picture of him rounding second where his uh, his helmet flies off and his chin is all up in his face. I really like that picture. <laughs> it's wonderful. And now there's this thing that we're about to talk about where uh, he's he was in the playoffs in the uh, uh, Venezuelan Winter League and he hits a very important home run. Uh, and he uh, he celebrates. He celebrates it quite good in a way that I think would not be tolerated in the major leagues. El batazo, amigos, profundo, profundo. Esa bola, esa bola, no. El hombre más importante de Anzuategui a lo largo de toda la campaña se lo disfruta, se lo goza y pone a ganar a su equipo 2 a 1 en la parte baja del octavo. Why does every other country have more fun with this game than we do? Well, as the inventors of the game, I feel like it's our responsibility to make sure no one else likes it. But we wouldn't <laughs> want them to steal the game from us. What? I think it's it's a racism thing. What is? The the fact that we police the game like this? I mean, but, like, it's not like MLB rolled up and, like, placed Williams Astudio under baseball arrest. Like, he hit that home run. <laughs> he, like, first thing he, you know, obviously the, the thing that we're going to, like, that everybody is focused on at this point is the fact that he gets down on one knee after he hits it, puts his yep. arm on the bat just as though he's like and yeah he's like pondering he how puts, great he this puts the run. baseball bat vertically and he puts his head on the bat like he's like he's charlie brown like like the way he puts his heads on his hands and he just admires it as it sails way the heck out of the stadium and then and like that's such a, like a pensive moment and then he just yeah. loses his mind as he's rounding the he, bases he's just like yeah jumping he's up and jumping down. up and down he's flailing his arms he's yelling like all the way around the bases too it's not like he stops jumping up and down to run the bases he's jumping up and down all the way to second base and like yep god <laughs> and like the fans too they're just like they're like throwing confetti everywhere that they made, I guess, out of like programs, probably because it looks like like homemade confetti, kind of. Um, and like the announcers just like having fun. Everybody's having fun. Why don't we have fun? Um, I think it's genuinely people would have more fun if if they were less racist about it. If they didn't feel like um, if they didn't feel like they needed to say what the right way to play the game was. Exactly. They had to define their attitude so that, you know, that they can keep it like a white person's game. That's really frustrating because the game is very boring. This uh, and this this is so not boring. No, it's the most exciting thing in the world. It's so cool. Like, I feel like we talked maybe about this before, but like that World Baseball Classic that was a few years ago and there were games Mm. in like Mexicali and in uh, were there games in the DR? <clears throat> I don't remember. There's games in Japan, and like they allow like yeah. the thunder sticks and the the vuvuzelas, and they just make so much noise. Yeah. And like when the games, like the the playoffs of the the games came to Petco Park, yeah, yeah, like the playoffs were in MLB parks, and MLB had to be like, all right, just this once, you can have noisemakers, and it's the most fun I've ever had watching baseball, and it makes me so mad every time I think about how we don't have that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next World Baseball Classic, like, uh, like you're just uh, like our big tentpole episode, Jake Arrieta's. Um, every every four years, we get to have fun watching baseball. And between that, no fun allowed, Absolutely. unless Williams Estadio hits a real good monster donger in the uh, Venezuelan League, Winter League playoffs. Um, there was news about how they were going to allow noisemakers in Miami. They're going. Yes. They're going to have like. There's a, a certain section only. A fan club, yeah. And, yeah. and, like, that's a shame, again, because it is Miami. And, like, the team's not good. Right. Nobody's going to show up and sit in this section. I really hope that somebody shows up and sits in the section. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. And it's kind of interesting that it seems to <laughs> seems like it's expanding upwards out of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe Atlanta will be next. I doubt it. Um. Well, there are a few teams, like, you know, it's, like, the dedicated, like, rooting sections Cheering sections yeah. like the aaron judge the judges, judges quarters yeah and uh um, yeah. the 
King Felix's court. Aaron Nola is getting one in Philly this year, which is weird, but, you know. Aaron Nola is? Yeah. Huh. They're calling it the French Quarter because his name is Nola. That's smart. I guess. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. I hope that baseball gets more fun by, like, 2022. But more interesting puns like that. <laughs> yeah, a pun for every ballpark. Pun for every baseball player. That'd be ideal. Yeah, there'd be a lot of puns to come up with, though. So let's get started. Okay, what's one um, one pun for Williams Astadia? Uh, Williams Astadia. That's not a pun. Okay, let me see. Hmm. Williams, a studio is his cheering section. Oh, like the studio, like the... Yeah, but it's like an Italian accent. Williams Astudio. <laughs> remember that tweet? <laughs> Yeah, I do remember the tweet. <laughs> I will was, never make a disrespect. I will record. never make a disrespect. <laughs> 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 All right, what's a good pun for Trevor Bauer? Um, uh, never Bauer. Terrible. He's bad. He doesn't deserve a pun. His pun is that I don't want to hear about him, so never. Oh, never Bauer. We have to talk about him. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, just to be clear... This is the Kings of Baseball segment. Yeah, we weren't very clear about that on the top. The, the th- uh, here's what we do in the Kings of Baseball segment. Um, we're building- as the future Kings of Baseball, we're building up our political platform. Yeah. And for this one, we're going to appoint Williams Estadio the czar of fun. Which <laughs> I think you... Uh, it's- you noted that you don't think czar is a very fun title. It's not. <laughs> it's not, but I kind of like it. It seems appropriate. <laughs> You like the deliberate irony, yeah. Uh, and 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 Trevor Bauer's canceled. That's the other thing that we're doing. He's he's we're taking his Twitter account away from him. He's not allowed to have uh, one anymore. Yeah, frankly, that's kind of a mild um, pronouncement as king of baseball. What is? I just taking away his Twitter account. Um, like that. That seems like actually a very reasonable thing to do. And if I. Where the Indians, I might say, uh, don't tweet anymore or you're fired, regardless. Well, even even outside of our capacities, the king of baseball. You observed pretty early on that most baseball players probably don't have like great opinions um, and might not even be very nice to their fans if given the opportunity. Um, and this guy is just like the most online of any baseball player. And- He's extremely online. And at first it was fun. A little bit fun. It was never fun for me. You kind of found. I it. I very much enjoyed his rap career. Oh god. Um, I'm probably. Um, oh no. What's his What's his Diamond rap name? I don't remember his name. But the song was. I'm a huge fan of his song Diamond in the Rough. Um, we'll have to link to it in the show notes. I'm it's not about, linking to it's that. About, I'm gonna link to it. No. It's about the best song that's ever been produced. He doesn't deserve your attention. <laughs> he certainly doesn't. He really. He kind of um, harassed a, a woman on Twitter this week. It was really pretty bad. Um, and uh, he like kept coming back to it like he was obsessed with it and the other thing oh no I forgot what I was about to say oh the other thing is he keeps saying he keeps making fun of uh, of of liberals um, by saying that he identifies as a 12 year old therefore you have to leave him alone like making fun of gender identity right. which I think is pretty bad uh, it to, me, to me that's pretty eggs. bad pretty bad yeah I mean yeah, he he needs to stop tweeting. Uh, I don't I don't I put this on the list because it felt important to talk about. But suffice it to say that he's a jerk, um, and he like kept tweeting at this person who tweeted him like once or something. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was embarrassing. He has a reputation, or he used to have a reputation as like an intellectual. Um, someone who's really interested in um, sabermetrics and biomechanics and all this. Um, and I think it's gradually been revealed that he's just more of a a big a big jerk who likes to be like a contrarian. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can be you can be smart and a jerk, right? Like that's been. See, I I, I don't. I think that he has an interest in those things, not out of a genuine effort to improve, but because he thinks people will be annoyed by it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, then that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty lame. I don't know. Right. No, because I also have an interest in those things. Like, I'm not saying it's bad or inherently jerky to be interested in, in statistics, but I think he's only doing it so that he can say, well, yeah, tunneling. Not like Zach Granke. 
No, Zach Greinke has a genuine interest uh, in those things, I think. Love Zach Greinke. Um, Love that guy. Yeah, he's a weird dude, too, but, like, in a softer way. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, and not Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer can uh, go. Okay, you want to watch the home run? Yeah. Yeah. Meet my friends. Are you making friends? Making friends. Kayakers, we're a social bunch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're all just hanging out. Arietta sends one of the air to deep left field. Williamson going back. It is gone. And the scoreless streak is over. After 22 innings without a run, Jake Arietta goes yard, and the Phils lead it one to nothing. Look at Murphy. He's so excited. Look at him. Is that a kayak celebration? <laughs> That's right. You missed my barrel roll. <laughs> okay. Do it again. We'll put the camera on it. Yeah, uh, you can only do it once. Oh, okay. Look at Jake going up top. Oh, thank goodness. Murph, you should have seen it. It was a thing of beauty. I was waiting for it to clear the wall and splash down. It was going to left. It would have had to take, a, take a big bounce. <laughs> that would have been more difficult then, yeah. <laughs> so listen, I know that I employed you, I implored you, the listener, uh, last week to actually uh, watch the video rather than just listening to the audio that we splice in here. But I have to do it again because you're going to get an idea from the audio here that there is a kayaker. Um, <laughs> but it's really, you got to see the joy in his actions here. He does the After Jake Arietta swats this donger. He does a wonderful little kayak dance um, in the McCovey Cove. Um, and it really brings this home run to life, I think. Do, uh, do, do, I've never seen, uh, broadcasts plant their, like, remote reporters in the cove. This is something that I think is unique to this particular broadcast. And I thought it brought- Yeah, I've also never seen this, having watched a lot of Giants games. It brought something extra, and I liked it a lot. I, I would like to see more teams do that. Uh, yeah, I think that every broadcast team, um, should have- a remote broadcaster in the bay for the entire duration of every game. Oh, well, regardless of how cold it is. That's that's a lot more than I was asking for, but I mean that'd be interesting too. That might be something for the Giants to do. Yeah, you can't see what's going on from out there. Yeah, but you could um, you could do like interviews and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, the interviews would be awful. The same. You go up to another kayak and say, "How come you're kayaking?" <laughs> and they'd say, "Um, I like it." Maybe a home run will be hit out here. It happens very seldom. And even if it happens, I probably won't get the ball. How? Oh, man. Back in in the day, um, you know, 15 years ago when Barry Bonds was um, chasing the home run record, um, every home game, McCovey Cove would be packed to the gills uh, with kayakers. Everyone trying to get Barry Bonds' home runs because they were valuable, both, you know, um, sentimentally and monetarily. Uh, These days, you just get a couple people out there. Um, Barry Bonds would hit lots and lots and lots of splash hits. Um, He's he's, a big home run hitter. Do you say Barry Bonds? Was this some kind of joke? What are you doing right now? This is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're right we, we built our reputation on being knowledgeable about baseball we can't <laughs> everybody knows that we know about every baseball player and every baseball thing that happened no this this man is called barry bonds yeah i'd never heard of him either until i looked this up because i was curious if anyone else has ever been in that bay out there and it turns out yeah lots of people how crowded did they get? Can you like? Can you still maneuver? Or like, was it no? Like, a it was lot? very crowded. It was a, like a weird boat parking lot. That sounds bad. That sounds like not worth it. Well, consider this though. How different is it from sitting in the stands? Uh, if you're in the stands, you can like get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you can also see the baseball game. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it seems kind of dumb. And people would always, I think they still do this. If a ball lands near them, sometimes they will jump out of their boat to go retrieve the ball. And then they're wet and cold because, believe me, that water is cold. The Pirates' uh, water feature is the the Allegheny River, and it's along just like a sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, kayaking is not quite so popular there. Um, But if if a ball goes in the river, and that's, I think, even more seldom – because it's over like a high fence and there's some 
grass and stuff before you get to the river anyways. Uh, but I, I think I've seen video of somebody, like, walking by who just, like, dove into the river after the ball. <laughs> Which, <laughs> they were just a passerby. Yeah. And they saw the ball come over, and they just followed it and dove in like a, um, uh, uh, like a what do you call it? No, is that, is that what you call when people are swimming in, um, coordination? A synchronized swimmer? Synchronized swimmer. Like a perfect little dive. Yeah. Following the arc of the ball. Only is that called a row diver when they do it all in a row? I have no idea. All right. This, well, this podcast is not about that. <laughs> we'll cut this part out. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, uh, is a thing of beauty for Jake Arietta. Jake Arietta hits a very good dinger. And um, get this. Um, the pitcher here, Derek Rodriguez, this was his first start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He winds up winning this start. Yeah. Um, he goes six strong. Um, and the Phillies only score this one run off of Jake Arietta's home run. This was the um, this was the first run that the Phillies had scored in like twenty two innings. Yeah, so this was the only run that they scored the entire series. The uh, Giants swept them through the series at the beginning of June, um, and they only scored one run off of Jake Arietta, which is pretty bad. Yeah, uh, the Phillies got a little bit hot in like July and August, and everybody yeah. thought that they were going to maybe steal the division away from the Braves. Uh, and then they did not. They were in first place for a time, but they did kind of collapse at the end. I think they ended up below 500 or two games above 500 or something yeah. near 500. That's right. So uh, Derek Rodriguez went on to have a very good season. Like his peripherals were not all that great, but he came in like ninth in rookie of the year award voting or whatever, which is not that good. But he had like a three point something ERA, um, really stood in for a very bad Giants team as one of the brighter spots. And this was his first start. So I just think that that's that's kind of a neat, a neat thing that happened. Yeah, it seems like Um, he's going to be pretty solid going forward. Um, no, he'll, he'll probably be okay. He'll be worse than he was this year because his his strikeout numbers aren't very good. He's got a pretty bad FIP. He pushed a his... car in the off season. I feel like a lot of people push a car in the off season. Really? People have a lot of weird uh, workout routines that they do, and I'm not taking anything away from um, Derek Rodriguez, who's got big. He's a big, muscly man. Gregory and he did push a car. I mean, I haven't pushed a car before. Gregory Polanco usually uh, hits a big tire with a hammer. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Have you seen um, uh, <clears throat> Francisco Cervelli's workouts? No, should I? Yeah, you should look it up. He's like wrestling some guy on the beach. What? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> that somehow makes like a lot of sense for him. Like, I would have thought that he like. Part of me, when you said Francisco Cervelli workouts, part of me imagined him just, like, uh, opening up a, a nice bottle of wine, overlooking, like, a beautiful vista. <laughs> He's working out his relaxation muscles. But now I'm watching him doing some... He's pushing a sled with tires on it. I really like Francisco Cervelli. I mean, I hope they trade him to the Dodgers so that they can get uh, Alex Verdugo, but I like him a lot. Whoa! All right. So you seeing him wrestling here? No, I'm, right now I'm watching him do this weird, like, he's, he's it's a rowing machine apparatus, but it's, like, vertical, and he's just, like, waving his arms like a seagull. Now he's doing, like, dancing, doing some marching, kind of. I'm watching his I Instagram. Right. So he's training, in the videos I'm watching, with a soccer player, Atlanta United striker Joseph Martinez, um, and... It's hard to describe. They're kind of waddling around on the ground. Yeah, I found it. I found it. I found it. Why don't you watch this? This isn't wrestling. Are they going to wrestle? Yep. Oh, here we go. Oh, 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 here they go. Now they're doing a little dance. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing a little hip dance where one of them like kind of strikes the other one and the other one kind of ducks out of the way in a funny way. Is this what capoeira is? I don't think this is what Capoeira is. I think they're just having a fun time in their tiny shorts. <laughs> it must be hot wherever they are. Where are they? I can't find that. It says hashtag monkey time. Yeah. This is cute. I like this. I'm glad that you brought this up. Yeah, good. We're like way off track at this point, but I'm glad that you brought this up. We gotta keep... Keep note of all the things we have to put in the show notes. Definitely diamond in the rough. No. This. Not putting diamond in the rough in there. 
All right, then I'm I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to tweet it out from at Tater Tots Pie. Oh, that's very disappointing. I really don't think you should do that. So everyone can see. He's so terrible. He's the worst. He's the worst guy. So after this uh, game, that's going to sound like a harsh edit point, um, but actually <laughs> that's just me changing the topic. After this game, um, one of the things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Jake Arrieta is he got mad at his team. Um, he said, Well, we had a had bad defensive shifts uh we had a check swing kingery should have gone to second on that play um then they got three hits in a row the home run the i mean credit mccutcheon for putting a good swing on it but <clears throat> did not expect a ball like that to get out but uh overall it's just really horrible series really bad hopefully we can uh do some on the off day to, to get us back uh Back in the right mindset to play a, a good team uh, at Wrigley Field. Uh-huh. I saw about that. I think that sometimes that's what being a leader is all about. Yeah. You kind of have to be a jerk. If it seems like your team is not, like, focused, mm-hmm. then it's maybe sometimes something like that will you know, get their attention. Yeah. I don't know anything about uh, leadership or accountability or being a baseball player, um, but... Here's my question to you. Do you think it's productive to say mean things about your team in the media as opposed to privately? I mean, that is a genuine question. Yeah, I think it can be productive if you do it the right way. And if you say like, hey, I said these things and I said them for a reason. And here's what the reason is. And let's work on it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's all about how like if, if you just say those things in the media and then like act like a jerk in the clubhouse, you know, then that's a, that's another story altogether. But I, I don't I don't think that Jake I think Jake Garriott is kind of a clubhouse guy, especially now in Philly that he's kind of old or on the older side of things, uh, yeah. And they kind of rely on him to be that, uh, and I do think that that was the intent behind what he said. Right? Was like he was trying to like light a fire under his team. I would suppose so. I mean, the way it came off to me is just more frustrated than anything. Well, just him him being honest and saying like, I think that my team is performing poorly. And I don't like it. And that's part of it. Like that, you know, a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff can come from frustration and, and, and it's better to I assume it's better to like let that out than to bottle it up and, and you know, if have it affect your performance negatively. Sure. Um So yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I like Jake Gary a little bit, except for the the weird Trump things. Um he uh He's a good pitcher. I think we should note that. Like he um he's won I think he won two Cy Young awards. Is it two? I'm not sure. Um but he he's had a kind of a long weird career. He started with the Orioles and he was not very good for a long time. He only won one Cy Young. Just one Cy Young. Yeah, but that he was went, He got he got traded to the Cubs and then he kind of became uh wonderful. He won the Cy Young award. Yep. Really strong performance. Um he won the Cy Young the year that the Pirates like were an abject embarrassment, uh, and and that might sound harsh to some. Hold people. on, hold on. Uh, this is this is an embarrassing question. Please, which year are you talking about? <laughs> Two thousand fifteen. Okay, uh, was the year that, in my opinion, they were completely embarrassing. Uh, they lost. No, no other year. Well, I mean, listen. You know, for twenty years of losing season, you come to have some expectations, uh-huh. uh, and even when you lose a hundred and what was it, 105 games i think was the low point that's embarrassing mm-hmm. but it's 2013 they won a world, uh, wild card took the cardinals to five games in the division series 2014 they lost to the giants in wild card but i think kind of put up a fight uh in 2015 they won 98 games uh and uh still only eked into the wild card uh i think the cubs won like 96 that season Hang on a second. Yeah. They won 97. The, uh, the Cubs won 97 in 2015. Um, and so here's... Oh God. This is why I say it's embarrassing. Um, because in 2013, when the Pirates hit that wild card, and they were very, like... There was a lot of, like, organic, spontaneous uh, enthusiasm around the team that generated that thing where they were chanting Johnny Cueto's name, and he dropped a baseball, and they, yes. hit, they hit all those home runs, and everyone was yes. very excited about the Pirates. Um, and then after that, they tried so hard to make that a thing again, and 
it was like Arietta. But that just sounds like you're cheering for him. It sounds like you're cheering for him. Whereas when you say uh, Quado, right? Yeah, you could. You know, I'm. Ah, God, it makes me really mad that they did what they that I don't even know who is like responsible for this. But like the amount of trying to replicate the like organic enthusiasm that people had for the pirates in 2013 and 2014 yeah. and 2015 is very frustrating and embarrassing to me. The fact that they won 98 games, uh, in 2015. And then, uh, I, it's not so embarrassing that they lost to a pitcher like Jake Arrieta that, that they lost the way that they did is a little frustrating. You're embarrassed on behalf of the fans who you feel put up a poor showing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also like Jake Arrieta had a no hitter going for the first four innings, I think of that game. Uh, yeah. And shut out the Pirates, and then like Tony Watson threw a baseball at him for no reason, and they got into a big fight. That was actually, I think that that is probably my low point as a Pirates fan was when wow. Tony Watson threw a baseball at Jake Arrieta for no reason. There's a big fight for no reason, and like Pirates Twitter fans were like, "Yeah, that'll show Jake Arrieta like how to beat us at baseball." Like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? Like he, he like you embarrass yourself. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Tony Watson is a Giants now. That's Just true. Like Mark Melanson is. Yeah, and they've now they have the opportunity to throw baseballs at uh, other people. Yeah, we've uh, we've gotten them on the team because the Giants don't usually. But this upcoming year, this is the year that they're going to throw baseballs at every single other player. I love that. I'm sure that'll work out. Yeah, it'll work out good. And all the players are on board with it. One other thing I wanted to say about this is it's not a specific connection, um, but the last time Jake Arrieta hit a home run against the Giants, of course, uh, was in the 2016 NLCS uh, against Madison Bumgarner um, in that 13-inning game that went uh, very long. Giants have had a lot of long playoff games, but that one was also very long. Um, Giants wound up winning, but that was the first time Madison Bumgarner had ever given up a home run to an opposing pitcher. Is that right? Yeah. That can't be right. It's true. That was in 2016? Mm-hmm. Didn't he give up a home run to Clayton Kershaw on like the opening day of 2015? I think it was not 2015. I think it was more recently. I'm Maybe so- this year. I'm sorry, but I have to Google this. Yeah, please Google it. I think I'm right. I don't know why I can't find this. I swear to God this happened. <laughs> You're not able to find this information? No, I swear that that happened, though. Didn't he give up a home run to Clayton Kershaw on opening day? Yeah. Now I'm good. This is, we're going to keep all this in. My mom's going to be ecstatic. <laughs> Can't find it. Maybe it wasn't opening day. I'm getting a lot of results about Madison Bumgarner homing off Clayton Kershaw. Um, hmm. <laughs> Maybe they've erased it from history. I hate that I feel this. Like, this feels so bad. I know that this happened. <laughs> All right, let's wrap. What else do we want to talk about here? I want to confirm this. All right, so this is from um, MLB.com, October 10th, 2016. Uh, before Monday, Baumgartner had never served up a home run to a pitcher. That's my evidence. And then he gave one up to, to Jake He Arrieta. gave one up to Jake Arrieta in this game against the Chicago Cubes. All right, fine. This was two days after Travis Wood had become the second reliever in postseason history to hit a home run. That's nice. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting. Uh, I prefer Brandon Woodruff for my postseason relief pitcher home runs. Obviously, we all prefer Brandon Woodruff. Um, So another thing, I talked, um, maybe we should, boy, we got a lot going on here. A couple things happened on Effectively Wild this week. The other baseball podcast, the only one. The only other one. Uh, Jeff Sullivan got on my nerves twice. Um, One time he uh, said, uh, that he was frustrated because people wanted to make Scott Boris uh, the poet laureate of the United States. Um, and he said this in an angry way, which is uh, exactly what we want to do as the kings of baseball. Jeff? Uh, Jeff, Jeff we know you're listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously we know he's listening because he quoted us and got mad. The other thing um, is that uh, in the in their episode on their minor league free agent draft, uh, Jeff Sullivan expressed incredulity at the idea that anyone would ever remember um, Brandon Woodruff in the future. I will remember him always. I will always remember Brandon Woodruff. He's a wonderful tater tot. And he hit a home run. 
That, he did. Everyone liked the home run. Yeah, what's not to like about Brandon Woodruff? What's not to hey, come on, Jeff. Come what's on, Jeff. not to like? Come on, Jeff. Email Jeff, us, Jeff. Come on. Email us, uh, tatertoppods at gmail.com. That's, That's not, not the email address. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, do we have anything else? Oh, boy. Yeah, I haven't even been looking at the notes. Um, one of the interesting things about Jake Arrieta that we talked about at the top is he's a big workout freak. That's why he's got such a nice body. He does yoga and Pilates, and he's always stretching, and he does push-ups before his starts. He- and one thing that you were really impressed by, you sent me this um, video of him stretching where he does this yoga thing where he is touches it, his toes it's the one where he folds himself in half yeah he touches his toes and then he walks out and then he does a little trunk stretch and then he walks all the way back up and then goes up oh it's weird and i said i bet i can do that and then i did it did and you now i do it every 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 time i go to the gym i warm up by doing that little stretch is there any way- made me a more flexible person can i see you do it can you do it right now uh, it's gonna be hard okay don't do it then well, you just want me to see me touch my toes? No, 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 no. I wanted to see you fold yourself in half like Jake Arrieta does. But if you can't do it, like, right now, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> just, I can't. I'm not as flexible as Jake Arrieta, but I can, like, walk myself out. No, don't do it. It's awkward. I got my headphones on and stuff. Yeah, don't do it. I, I'd take your word for it. He's a big triangle of a man. He's got a very, very interesting looking body. And usually he's wearing a baseball jersey. Um, but he if fills you ever it out catch, well. catch a glimpse of his muscles, he does. Oh, a lot of people look like weird. The like they're wearing a weird um, sack, potato sack. No, I think he looks great in a baseball jersey. He looks wonderful. Like he's 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 built for it yeah. specifically, or he's built himself up for it. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I have in my notes about Jake Arrieta uh, is his contract with the with the Phillies. Um, yeah, it's a big one. He's got a lot of expectations. It's a big one. It's got the. Um, it's got like a, it's got an opt out and like an opt in. Oh, we didn't even talk about <laughs> Scott Boris. There's a lot going on this week. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, do you want to talk about the swell opt next week? Yeah, I think let's save it for next week because I think some things might happen. Yeah, and then we can talk about it. There will be a lot of baseball news next week. Oh, who are we who are, who are we talking about next week? Herman Marquez. <gasps> oh, this is going to be a jam-packed episode. <laughs> I think. Let me double-check that. Uh, yeah, next week is Herman Marquez, and next week yes. we're expecting... Next to... week we'll talk about swell opts yeah. and potentially some big big contracts. Heck yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess that's going to do it for us. Um, <clears throat> you can, uh, as always, you should donate to Baseball for All. You can tweet at us at Tater Tots Pod. You can... Uh, like us on Facebook, that's a Tater Tots Pod as well. And email us for once in your life, please. We miss you. We haven't heard from you in so long. Uh, that's tatertotspod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, next week is Herman Marquez. Um, thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Oh,